Look with me in Romans, the first chapter, please, and uh, let's look into some things that we started in on Monday. In Romans, the first chapter, the 16th verse talks about the good news and the gospel. And he said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel or the good news. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jew first, also to the Greek. He's talking about believing. And verse 17, for therein, in the good news, is the righteousness, the rightness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Say this out loud, revealed Revealed. from faith to faith. faith faith. Say it again, revealed Revealed. from faith to faith. Is there a connection between revelation and faith? Oh my, you can't separate it. When we talk about, you know, this is chapter 1, get to chapter 10, verse 17, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God or the word of Christ, the anointed word, it's talking about the same thing. Because when you hear, if you understand it, you see. Now we use this terminology all the time. If you don't see when you hear, you didn't understand. That's like if you heard somebody speaking in a language that you don't speak. Well, you heard it, but you didn't see anything when they were talking because you didn't understand. And the only reason our words have meaning is because they paint pictures, right? If you're not seeing anything, when I'm speaking to you right now, then there's no communication. Revelation is inseparable from faith. Revealed from faith to faith. It's progressive. It's to be increasing all the time. We're supposed to see more and more. The path of the just. He talked about the righteousness of God. The path of the righteous. What is it? It grows what? Brighter and brighter. Does that sound like from faith to faith? From glory to glory? From faith to faith, glory to glory, more and more light until the full, bright, noonday sun, no shadow. And God is light, and in him is no no darkness, and not even a shadow. When you got no shadow, it's all light, full, bright light, no shadow. That really doesn't exist naturally on this earth. There really is no situation where there's no shadow. But there's coming a time when there will be new heavens and new earth and no curse. And those that dwell with the Lord won't even need a star. Because the Lamb 
is the light. And we will experience no curse and no shadow. It'll be a new experience for us. But it will be wonderful. Wonderful. Look with me, please, in uh, 2 Corinthians, the third chapter. 2 Corinthians 3 and verse 13. And I'm going to read this out of the English Standard Version. If you guys could put that on the screen, please. 2 Corinthians 3. You know, when you get tired, Brother Hagin used to say this, when you get tired, it gets difficult to yield to the Spirit. The flesh is a hindrance to spiritual things. And so uh, Phyllis talked about this at the beginning of this meeting. That's one reason why you want to do everything you can to not wear you during the meeting. Because if most of the crowd is tired and weary, a lot of times you'll need to close even though you hadn't got halfway through what you need to get through. You need to because folks are just not able to hear it. But that's not good either if the reason is a bunch of unnecessary stuff was done. Now, you know, I know a lot of people, you know, working jobs and those kind of things, and the Lord knows that. But anything you can do to, you know, get some extra sleep and put off some things you don't have to do till next week and that kind of thing, be as sharp as you can, it affects utterance, it affects your receiving. In 2 Corinthians 3, 13, and this is the English Standard Version, he said, uh, not like Moses who would put a veil over his face so that the Israelites might not gaze at the outcoming of what was being brought to an end. Now he's, uh, he's talking about here the law, giving of the law, which was called the ministry of condemnation and the revelation of righteousness by faith in Jesus, which is the ministry of righteousness. And he talks about the greater glory of this latter-day ministry, the ministry of righteousness. He says, in that time their minds were hardened. For to this day, when they read the Old Covenant, that same veil remains unlifted. Because only through Christ is it taken away. <laughs> Did you hear that phrase? Yes, yes. Only yes, through Christ is the veil taken away. Now a veil is a covering. And you know there was a veil between the holy of holies and the holy place. Curtains that um, you know provided a, a, a wall if you will. And you couldn't see through there. And do you remember what happened when Jesus was offered up on the cross and when he you know, committed his spirit to God the Father and said, it is finished. Anybody remember what happened? What happened? That veil was torn asunder, ripped apart, and it was obvious a man didn't do it because it was ripped from the top. Nobody around there was that tall. From the top to the bottom, the Lord did it. Showing 
that now the way was open. The way was open to see in what you formerly couldn't see into, and the way was open for access into. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And one of the greatest things about our new covenant, better covenant, established on better promises with a better mediator, is that we can come boldly right to the throne of God. Hallelujah. By faith. That was not available in previous times. Oh, we are so blessed. We're so honored. We but No other time, no other error, no other created beings have ever had such access to the Almighty. As the Mani and Kofumwara, even the angels said, What is this man that you do this with him? Haka Meda Macha, and forever we will be seen as the redeemed ones, the blood bought ones, the sons of the living God, join heirs with the Christ. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. 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 The Bible says, behold, what love. Oh, hallelujah. He has shed, he bestowed on us that we should be called. Not just the servants of God, but the sons of the living God. And it does not yet appear. It's not seen who we are and what we are. The world didn't recognize him. And the world doesn't know who we are. And to be fair, we don't look all that much like the glorified ones in every respect. But it's because we're in the earliest stages of our existence and development. Because throughout the ages, it'll be seen and known. People will point, and other beings will point and say, look, those are glorified ones, redeemed ones. Oh, hallelujah. Access. The way in. Jesus made the way in. Keep reading. Their minds were hardened. You know, the Bible says uh, in Romans 1 that being unthankful will do this to you also. Being unthankful when you see the good things that God has done will cause you to be darkened in your understanding. And you see it. The less thankful you are, what's the trend? To be less thankful than that and just gripe and complain and find fault until you think you don't have anything to be thankful for. But what's happened is it's getting darker and darker in your mind. But in his light, we see light. Do you believe that, saints? In, in his light, what does that mean? When you don't know something, when you don't see something, 
Don't dwell on what you don't know. Oh friend, this is worth you coming to church tonight if you'll get this. The Lord spoke this to me some decades ago. He said, don't focus on what you don't know, what you don't have, what you can't do. Don't focus on that. Why? Because it trends to more darkness. Did you hear how negative it is? What you what? Don't. Don't know. Don't have. Can't do. When you focus on that, and if you keep doing it, it's going to get darker and darker because you'll talk like that. I just don't know. I just don't know what I'm going to do. I just don't know. I just don't know. Oh, I don't have. We need it so bad, but we don't have it. I can't. I can't. Well, this is a spiritual principle. You got this in your mouth. You got this on your mind. What are you going to become increasingly aware of? What you don't. Come on, can you see this? What you don't know, don't have, can't do. But in his light, what happens? You'll get more light. If there's something you don't know that you really need to know, let me tell you how to get the answer. You ask the Lord for the answer. That was easy, wasn't it? And you believe you receive it by faith. And then you begin to think about what you do know. Oh, I'm preaching better than y'all are amen. You begin to think about what you do know. And if you have to come back to this, I know I'm born again. <laughs> I'm sure my name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Now let's just talk right here. You're in the light. Come on, can you see? You're not talking about darkness. You're in the light. What will that trend towards? In his light, as you get to talking about that and thinking. Now, you've seen this over and over again. You that have been in the Word any length of time. You get to talking about one scripture. What happens? Next thing you know, boom, you see something over here. Is that right? Next, boom, you see something over here. Right? Because it's, it's all light. It's all connected. But the trick of the enemy is to get you to turn away from the light and face into the darkness and then just keep talking ignorance and lack and inability. And the more you talk it, the darker it gets. You can get to the place where you have no hope at all. You don't see any reason to get out of bed in the morning. I got nothing to be thankful for. And that's the biggest lie. God has done so much for you. Amen. Biggest lie. In his light. We see light. Hallelujah. And his rightness. Everything that's right. It's revealed. From faith. Not doubt to doubt. From faith. To faith. Faith is positive. Unbelief and fear is negative. Come on, sit out loud. Don't talk about. Don't think about. Don't dwell on. Don't focus on. What you don't know. What you don't have. 
what you can't do. If you need to mention it for some reason, then you mention it. But immediately, get off of it. Are y'all with me? And what do I dwell on? What I know. What I have. Come on, can you see this? What I, ca- I can think of one verse about that can do right now. I can. You can't find a verse that says you can't. I can, I can. Before you see and know how you can in the natural, if you say it, you're in the light right now. You're in the light, and you stay in the light. Next thing you know, you'll begin to see how you can. You'll begin to see when you can, where you can. But you must not dwell on the other. I don't believe I came up with that. I believe the Lord told me that years ago. Don't dwell on, don't talk about, don't think about what you don't know, don't have, can't do. What do you think most of the world's doing? (laughs) Spend a bunch of time in those areas. And feelings, see, if you won't do that, you can't feel sorry for yourself about what you don't have. Because you're not thinking about what you don't have. Can you see this or not? You can't feel sorry for yourself about what you can't do because you're not thinking about what you can't do. And if you're thinking about what you can do, makes you happy. If you're thinking about what you know, makes you happy. Thinking about what you have, you're thankful, you're remembering all his benefits, keeps you out of depression, keeps you out of darkness, keeps you out of defeat. Thank you, Lord. Keep reading this. Their minds were hardened. For to this day, when they read the Old Covenant, that same veil or covering remains unlifted because only through Christ, the anointed one and his anointing, is it taken away. What does the anointing do for us, among other things? It destroys yokes. It removes burdens. And these veils are in those categories. Burdens and oppressive Yokes of bondage. Keep reading. Yes, to this day, whenever Moses is read, a veil lies over their hearts. This is talking about people who don't believe that Jesus is the Christ. And this cover is over what? Their hearts. Their hearts. A covering over the heart. Keep reading. When one turns To the Lord, (laughs) the veil, the covering is removed. When one turns to the Lord. Now, it's a good study to see in the scripture that phrase about the turning of the heart. There are numerous verses, Old Testament and New, about hearts turning. Hearts turning to the Lord. Hearts turning from the Lord. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness. If you are walking in the dark and it's getting darker, you are turned the wrong way. Is that right? (laughs) 
If it's dark where you're looking, you need to turn and look another direction. And in your heart, that literally happens. When you're in spiritual darkness and lost or any other kind of bad thing, and it's just getting darker and darker, the enemy has your attention and your focus riveted on wrong things. To be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded, if, you, if you'll turn away from looking at that, but nobody can make you turn away. This is one of the most frustrating things in the ministry. Is when you know somebody needs to quit looking at that. They need to quit talking about that. They need to quit focusing on that. And you can talk to them, but they still are going, yeah, but I still see it. I still see it. And it's so ugly. I know you still see it. Come on, look over here. Look over here. And they go, yeah, but I still see it. I still see it. (laughs) I know you do, honey, but look over here. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He prepares a table before, before, in front of me, right in the presence of my enemies. Is that right? Wonder if there's anything good on this table. We know there's some good that Jesus talked about healing was the children's bread. How many know the Lord doesn't have any empty table? Has he got a good table, a full table? But the enemy's there too. And if you, if you will, you can stay focused on the enemy instead of on the table. Sit there and go, yeah, but the enemy's here. Oh, the enemy. Oh, I thought I saw the devil. I saw him. Oh, he's over there. Oh, the devil's over there. He's over. Yeah, but there's a great, big, fresh pot of healing on the table deliverance restoration wisdom I mean there is a bountiful banquet of redemptive dishes (laughs) oh the Lord's helping us the Lord's helping yeah but yeah but 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 and you can sit there and starve. Focused on, yeah, the devil's around. Yeah, there's some bad stuff been going on. But that's not greater than what God has done and is doing. And what we experience in our life is determined by what we choose to focus on. What we choose to look at. We're not saying when you walk by faith that there's not any bad stuff going on. Man, we're, we are in a dark, mean, cruel, harsh place, this earth we're living in. Oh, it's mean. It's dark. It's a tough place. But I'm not alone as I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. 
He is with me. Yeah, when I thought I heard, so I thought I saw some eyes over there in the, in the bushes. And I, ooh, I heard a sound. <laughs> yes, but who is with you? Come on, help me out. Who is with you? Who is with you? His rod and his staff. He can lead. He can help. He can rescue, and he can take that rod and knock the devil out of the park, man. I mean, <laughs> it's a dumb devil that messes with me when I am shoulder to shoulder walking with the Lord. Counting on him to be my shepherd and protector. I mean, But as we walk through this dark world, the only way to have light is to walk with the light. If you don't walk with the light, you will be in darkness. And if you get cold and backslide, and I'm not trying to moonwalk, just <laughs> if you're backsliding and the light's up here, come on, tell me what's happening. It's just it's getting dimmer. And whose fault is that? Because you decided to be an independent little sheep. And go your own way. <laughs> yeah, but when you took a deviation from him, you got off on this exit and ramp and he didn't get off. He's still going. And when you pull off, you go, whoo, it's getting dark over here. <laughs> yeah, I know, because you left the light. Man, if we're smart, we'll do what the psalmist said. My soul follows hard after thee. What does that mean? If the Lord stops suddenly, you'll go, boom, right into his back. Oh, sorry, Lord. I didn't know you were going to stop. I mean, if you're smart, if you're sick, you've never been through this dark life down here before. He has. He did it perfectly. He did it in total victory. And he said, come on, I'm going to lead you. I'm going to show you how to do this. If you're smart, you will stay glued to him. Every morning you'll get up and say, make sure I'm close, I'm close, I'm right up here beside him. And you can tell because you're not in confusion. Confusion is darkness. And when you're always talking about, I don't know, and I don't understand, and, and this, and that, and the other, you're in darkness. And it's because you're not focused on the light, not drawing close. I didn't say you're not saved, but you're just not fellowshipping close enough with the light. Because in his light, help me out, in his light, we what? We see light, and when you see, you're not confused anymore. I mean, if this place was pitch black and there were no lights on here and there were no exit signs and, and you, you were new here and you're up here and you think, well, I got to get out of here and you can't see a thing. Well, man, you'd go this way, boom, you run into chairs, go over here, boom, run into the platform, run into this. I mean, it could take a while. But just turn some light on and you go, ah, there it is. No confusion. Come on, can you see that? You quit talking about what if and could be and 
might be, and well, the, the exit could be over there, but I, I don't remember exactly. What do y'all think? You don't even have to form committees <laughs> to debate it. You don't even need exploratory committees to maybe find out where the exit might be. When the light is there, you go, there it is. There it is. No more confusion. Confusion is darkness. Depression is darkness. Come on, can you see this? You and I should not live in these things. And we've already talked about how to get out of it immediately. Stop talking about what you don't know. Stop talking about what you don't have. Stop talking about what you can't do. Begin thanking God for what you know and what you have and what you can do and and draw close to him and in his light. What else? As you keep going, you'll go, oh, I see that too. Oh, I see that too. And as you keep going, the light just gets brighter and brighter and brighter, and you're supposed to do this your whole life until one day you slip out of your body and go, whoa, it's getting bright in here. Whoa! Now this is some light right here. I've studied longevity for some years and, and, and a lot of uh, what people called after-death experiences, and, and uh, it's interesting how person after person after person, not 100%, but most of them will say, they saw a bright light. They saw a bright light. And one day I just thought, well, yeah, God is light, right? He is light. And if you're moving towards him, guess what you're going to see? Not darkness. Keep reading. When one turns to the Lord, what happens? When you turn to the Lord, you just turned away from the dark. You just turned to the light. And when you turn, your heart turns to the light, to the Lord, in faith, believing to receive the veil, shoop, comes up off your heart. The covering, the veil comes up off your heart. Keep reading. Now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, liberty. Put the Amplified up on this one. I like the Amplified. The Lord is the Spirit. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, emancipation from bondage, freedom. Let me remind you another verse. You shall know the truth. And what? See, isn't he talking about the same thing? You, You turn to the Lord. The covering flies off. You go, glory to God. I see that. I see I see. And while you're hollering, I see, your handcuffs fell off. Your shackles fell off. Oh, come on, can you see that? Your bondages, your yokes were broken. The burdens rolled off. And you then you begin to holler, I'm, I see, I see, and I'm free. I'm free. I see, and I'm free. I see, and I'm free. Oh, hallelujah. Keep reading verse 18. And we all with unveiled face. 
uncovered face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image. What image? The image we're looking at of the glorified Lord that was revealed to us in the gospel and the ministry of righteousness. I'm just quoting back previous things that he said in these previous two chapters. With an uncovered face, beholding the glory of the Lord. Don't be shocked, child of God, if you're talking to unbelievers and they don't see what you're talking about. They don't understand what you're talking about. It's until your heart turns to the Lord, I don't care how brilliant you think you may be, this book is a closed book to unbelievers. You won't see it. You won't, you won't see the light of the truth of the gospel. He talks about that in just a couple of verses later. Beholding the glory of the Lord, we're being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. This comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Does it matter what we look at? Does it matter what we see? Whatever you see and behold, that image gets in you, good or bad. If you continue to hold on to that image and continue to feed it, it will work outwardly to produce the vision that's on the inside. You'll see in this next chapter, this wasn't written in chapter and verse, but the fourth chapter begins now, and you'll see he, he begins to talk about inside and outside. Inside and outside. I never saw that clearly as I do today. Hallelujah. It's been there a long time, but I see more. The light's getting brighter. Verse, uh, go to the next, next chapter and verse there. Therefore, you see this flows together. Having this ministry, what ministry? The ministry of righteousness and of glory. He referred to in the previous chapters. Having this ministry, by the mercy of God, we do not lose heart. We have renounced disgraceful, underhanded ways. We refuse to practice cunning or tamper with God's word. But by the, yeah, I do need to say that. Many of our modern translations are not accurate. They are actually not translations. They are paraphrases. And I, I see, and how do I say this, Lord? A lot of times people just gravitate toward a translation. They like the way it reads or what it says. You should be more concerned about accuracy. And I'm convinced every word God has said was perfectly chosen and anointed. And we must not take license and liberties and exchange it for different words that he didn't use. And if you begin to study some of this, I have for years now, and uh, there's even some translations, I like parts of them, but you'll get to a thing and you go, whoa, 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 what'd you do? 
You just took this word that the Lord used, threw it away, and put a different word in there. And that's what this is part of what he's talking about. Tampering with God's word. Now I'm not saying the King James is perfect. It's pretty good, but you understand the original scriptures weren't in English. So it's a translation. But a lot of these modern ones, they don't even try to be accurate. They just, they got an agenda. And they make it say the way they want to say it. So, child of God, do what the Bible says. Study to show yourself approved. Right? Rightly dividing the word of God. And get you some good uh, sources that you trust. That you can go check something out. And one of the best ways to do it is to see how that word is translated and used in other places. In the word of God. And see the consistency of it. We refuse to practice cunning or tamper with God's word, but by the open statement of the truth, we would commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. Your seeing and your heart and your conscience are connected. Even if our gospel is veiled, it's veiled only to those who are perishing. And this is a very serious thing. People who say they don't see it, They don't see the gospel. They don't see Jesus. That's a bad thing to hear. Because it indicates they are lost. Verse 4. In their case. The God of this world. Has blinded the minds. Of unbelievers. To what end? To keep them. From seeing. The light. Of the gospel. Of the glory of God. Who's the image of God. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. But they're mighty through God. To the pulling down of strongholds. We, we walk in the flesh. But we don't war after the flesh. What is the warfare about? You could say. Well it's, it's about souls. It is. But you've got to talk about. Strategy. And tactics. Because it's a war. The, the strategy is, from the devil's standpoint, to steal, kill, and destroy. He hates God, and he hates us. We're in the likeness and image of God. He can't stand to look at us. Our future is all he wanted and will never have. He hates us. And his objective, his long-term strategy and plan, he'd wipe every human being on the planet out if he could. He could. That's his strategy. His tactics to do it is to keep you from seeing light whatever it takes. Because once you see it he can't take it back. And especially if you embrace it. Now even when you see it he'll still come try to steal it. The the enemy comes to steal the seed. Steal the word. But If you put both arms around it and you say, I see it and I love it and I believe I receive it, huh? And you begin to start confessing it. I am what I see here. I have what I see here. I can do what I see here. Then the devil can't handle you. He can't do anything with you. 
Because when the light goes off, he just got to back up. He just got to. He can't handle the light. So his whole, his tactics to achieve his strategies is to keep the whole world in the dark. Keep in the dark. If you want to attack the kingdom of darkness, you go by the leading of the spirit and with the anointing tell somebody the truth. That's it. Preach, teach, share, witness. You don't have to be a preacher. Every believer is supposed to be a witness and be ready to give a reason of the hope that's in you, in Christ Jesus. You don't have to quote a bunch of scriptures even. You're just ready to tell what you know. What is a witness? A witness. A witness is somebody that was there. Somebody that saw it. You were there when you got saved. Can't nobody tell you you didn't get saved because you were there. You were there when the Lord healed your baby. Come on, help me out. You were there. You were there when he healed your son, your daughter. You were there when he helped you pay your bills. You were there when he set you free. You were there. You were there. And so you can, you're anointed to testify to the, to the witness of I was there. And there'll be times and places where the Lord will just quicken. I'm not talking about church. Out of church. There'll be times and places where the Lord will quicken you and you go, well, let me tell you what happened to me. And what the Lord is endeavoring to do is to bring light to them. And, and if they'll open their eyes and receive it and not close their eyes against it or turn away from it. Can you see that? See, people do that in their spirit. They're like, I don't want to hear all that, that religious junk. Well, stay in the dark then. But if they'll turn to the Lord, what will happen? And open their eyes. Oh, glory to God. The glorious light of the gospel will shine into them just like it shined into you. And when that happens, all the devils in hell cannot keep the new birth from occurring. They can't keep people from being filled or healed. They can't, they can't stop it. Because darkness cannot overpower light. Impossible. Glory to God. Keep, keep going. The God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing. Did you hear that phrase? We're not ignorant of the devices of the enemy. What are his devices? What are are they all working to do? Keep them from seeing the light of the good news, of the glory of the anointed one who is the image of God. Keep going. For we, what we proclaim is not ourselves. He said, King James, we don't preach ourselves, but Jesus Christ. We preach Jesus as Lord and ourselves are your servants for Jesus' sake, the head of the church. Keep going. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness or light be, just like that happened with the earth and the planets, that's what happened when Jesus came on the scene. And when the gospel is preached, a similar thing, 
light be, and he has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. There's nothing better than this. Everything you'll ever need to know is in the light. Everything you'll ever need to understand is in the light. The plan of God is in the light. Everything, uh, all grace and equipping and ability is in the light. Am I saying it's in God? God is. Light. It's all in the light. But we have this treasure. What treasure? What treasure? The light. (laughs) The revelation of the glory, which is the light. The glory is the light. We got this treasure of revealed truth, light, in jars of clay. That's these bodies to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. So when the light comes out, anybody can see. Now that that amazing light didn't come out of that little mud pot right there. I know it had to come from somewhere else. That's, that's too big for him to come up with or her to come up with. Verse 8, now you might say, well, whoa, we're afflicted in every way. What happened? Did we change channels? What's, <laughs> what, whoa, huh? Now get this, get this. Mm, this is good. Paul said, we're afflicted in every way, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not driven to despair. What's going on here? On the outside, on the outside, we got problems on every side, but on the inside, we got something else. What do we got? Light, light, strife all around, but inside, peace. Hallelujah. Peace. Symptoms, physical problems all around, but inside, I see me as healed. By stripes, I'm healed. That's all I see. Can't you see that big big knot on the side of your head? Uh, all I see is healing. I'm looking somewhere else. Verse 9. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Can, can you see the focus? Oh, these people are so mean to me. Oh, they've called me so many names. Oh, they've done this. Oh, they've done this. You are focusing on the wrong thing. You need to be focusing on He will never leave you nor forsake you. He is with you. His rod and his staff comforts you. Quit talking about what you can't do, what you don't know, what you don't have. Somebody say, he's with me. He's with me. And you start talking about how he's with you. He's with you. You start praising God, giving glory to God. Next thing you know, you sense his presence. You sense his presence. And his presence becomes more and more real to you. You forget about the little petty persecution. In fact, he talks. He, he calls it that here in just a couple of verses. You forget about all that junk, and you think, well, so what? So what? He's with me. He's with me. I mean, a hundred years from now, who will know or care about this stuff? But he'll still be with me. Verse ten. Always carrying in the body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. Keep going. We who live 
are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. Now what you see here is outside, inside, outside, inside. Verse 12, so death is at work in us, but life in you. And even when Paul was going through some very harsh, tough times, imprisoned, in chains, in dungeon. Philippians came out of that. Is that right? He, I mean, understand, Paul did not write Philippians on the beach. <laughs> it's dark. It stinks. The food is terrible. The bed, non-existent. If he had focused on the outside, you can become suicidal. I got to get out of here. But instead of doing that, what's he doing? He's focusing on the inside. He's seeing more light, more glory. The revelation of Philippians came out of him. You and I preach about it today. Come on, can you see it? It came out of him when he was in a terrible situation outside. That's what he's talking about. Death was on the outside. Death was working in and all around. But there's life, and that life ministered to them through him. Keep going, verse 13. Since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what has been written, I believed, and so I spoke. We also believe, and so we speak, knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus And bring us with you, you're coming too, into his presence, into the presence of this light, this glory. Oh, hallelujah. What we have to look forward to, saints. Verse 15, it's all for your sake, so that as grace extends to more and more people, it may increase thanksgiving to the glory, more light, glory of God. Keep reading. So we do not lose heart. I'd be good to confess that. I do not lose heart. I never lose heart. He never leaves me. I never lose heart. Though the outer self or outer man. Can you see? That's what he's been talking about the whole time. The outer man is decaying or wasting away. Yet the inner man is renewed day by day. Now you'll see this in Colossians. You'll see this in Romans. You'll see this in Ephesians. He talks about the outer man, the inner man, the spirit, the flesh. Doesn't he, over and over again you see this. It's our choice where we live. We can live only aware of the outer man. That is the carnal life. And to be carnal minded, what will you experience? Darkness, and death. But on the inside of us, oh hallelujah, there is the revelation of the gospel and the glory of God in the face of Jesus, the anointed one. And as we behold, like in a mirror, that glory, what's happening? If I focus on the outside, I'm not going to be changed from glory to glory. But if I focus on what he's showing me inside, that will be produced 
on the outside, I'm being changed. Somebody say, I'm being changed. I'm being changed. I'm being changed. What? From glory to glory by the operation of the Holy Spirit based on what? Based on what I'm looking at. What I'm seeing. Oh, thank God. Verse 17. We're almost there. Did you think we'd make it? We're almost there. He said, for our light momentary affliction. Let's just stop right there. (laughs) All the stuff he just referred to. Troubled on every side. Persecuted. Is that right? Cast down. He said, it is light momentary affliction. Brother Jesse Duplantis said he had an experience where he went to heaven and saw some things. And uh, I've talked to him about it and heard him preach on it more than once. And something really stood out to me. He said he saw Paul. He said he saw him. Well, he's there. How many think he's there? He's there. <laughs> You're going to get to meet him if you go there. Somebody say, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. He said he was a short guy. And he said he was sitting on a windowsill and his feet would barely reach the floor. Said he, was, he said uh, he, he was so thrilled to see him. He said, Pa, he said, man, he said, you could get me for plagiarism. You know how Jesse is. He said, he said, I preach everything you ever said. I preach everything. I don't even give you credit for a lot of it. I just preach it all. He said he laughed. And among the things, before he left, he said, Paul said, would you tell the people something from me? Wow. He said, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, what? Would you tell the people? He said, uh, many have taken the afflictions and they've made it a lifetime. He said, tell them, I said, light and for a moment. Is that good or is that good? Is Paul a faith man or is Paul a faith man? And see, that's what we're talking about. You can focus on the dark. Is that right? What I don't have. Life is so hard. No, he said it's light. Light, what we're having to deal with to get through this life, to accomplish the will and plan of God, there is some stuff, but compared with the glory that is being revealed and shall be revealed, it's not even worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed, and compared to that it is light, and just for a moment. Read it again. This light, momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory. He's still talking about seeing the light. Beyond all comparison. Now listen how he, how he ends up, how he winds up. Verse 18. As we what? Can you see this? See through the whole chapter, what's he talking about? Outside, inside. Where am I looking? Looking outside, looking inside. We look not to the things that are seen. That's being carnally minded. But we are looking at the things that are unseen. It is true that if you walk by faith, you're not walking by sight. Not natural sight. But you are walking by sight of a different kind. Faith and spiritual seeing are inseparable. Hallelujah. 
We look not at the things that are seen, but the things that are not seen. For the things that are seen are, he just got through saying, just for a moment. Temporary, transient, just light and for a moment. But the things that are unseen, they'll be with us forever. They will never change. We won't lose them. We'll just take what we've gained in this life and carry it into the next and just keep going up and up and more and more and greater and greater. Somebody say glory to God. Praise God. Would you stand please? This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.